a brand position statement enables us to more clearly establish why somebody should use us over someone else. And if we're implementing it correctly, it does so immediately. Anytime they come in contact mm -hmm. with our brand, especially our website, but social media as well, immediately they should know what makes us unique. Hey there, I'm Victoria Rayburn, a wedding photographer, small business owner, and marketing expert who doesn't believe work-life balance exists. I, probably like you, love both my family and my business, and for years I thought that if I worked hard and implemented enough self-help tips and tricks, every facet of my life and business would fall into place, leaving me feeling rested and satisfied. And, well, friend, that has yet to happen because life and business are demanding and every season brings new challenges. While I don't believe we can reach true work-life balance, I do believe there's power in determining your priorities, both in your personal life and in your business, and making choices and creating systems based around what's most important to you and what's going to lead to results. When it comes to your priorities in your personal life, I want to help you remember what's most important to you and show you how you can protect these priorities by setting boundaries and putting time on your calendar for what matters most. When it comes to your business, I want to help you determine what's already working well for you and help you implement proven marketing and business strategies. This way, you can prioritize the tactics that work, ditch the ones that don't, and feel confident in your ability to run your business, meet your goals, and serve your customers. Relationships, effective marketing strategies, setting boundaries, delegating, creating an incredible client experience, and keeping your priorities at the core of everything you do are exactly what you, experts, and I will be discussing every week. Now, whether you're walking your dog, you're driving to a shooter job, or you're snuggled up on the couch with a glass of wine, get ready to grow, learn, and assess your priorities. You're listening to the Priority Pursuit Podcast. Hi guys, and welcome to a, another episode of Priority Pursuit. I am so excited to have our guest, Nathan Holbertz, on the podcast today. I'm going to let Nathan tell you about all of the many, many businesses that he owns and operates, and he's just got a lot going on. But I'm really excited to have Nathan on the show today to talk about exactly how to define and communicate your unique brand position. Now, this is a topic that if you've read Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller, you might be kind of familiar familiar with. However, when it comes to identifying your own brand position, it can just be really challenging. So today, Nathan is going to walk us through exactly how you can do that for your own business. And he's even going to review mine to use as an example. So Nathan, thank you so much for being here and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It really, I'm super excited about it. We were talking about it before we started recording, but it's fun to be on the other side of an interview. Normally, I'm the one interviewing. So it's fun to do this. Yes. And I mean, like I said beforehand, you know, this is the second day we've been interviewing for Priority Pursuit. So I told Nathan that, you know, while he is like 500 episodes into interviewing, if my interview skills suck, I'm really sorry, but we'll slowly but surely get a little bit better. <laughs> You're already doing great. <laughs> oh, thank you. All right, Nathan. Well, like I said, we're going to have you introduce yourself because you have so much going on. So please tell us all the things. Well, I started in, in wedding photography about 20 years ago. Which I'm at this stage in my life where I, I feel super like I'm still 15 in my head, but saying 20 years ago that I started my professional photography career <laughs> sounds kind of weird. <laughs> Nonetheless, that's what happened. Um, I shot weddings for about 10 years or so. And then during that time, I started a company called Photographer's Edit. Photographer'sEdit.com. Um, it's, it's a company that really offers custom image editing for professional photographers. So you shoot a wedding, you shoot a portrait session. You send those images to us, we process them for you, send back the finished product, and you don't have to spend all that that time behind the computer as a result. So that's something I started about 13 years ago, and we've had the opportunity to work with thousands of photographers over the years, and I'm excited about this year as COVID is kind of releasing its grasp on us a little bit, and photographers are beginning to photograph more. Things are opening up, and, and uh, the opportunity to be able to serve photographers as things get a little bit crazy again <laughs> is really, really exciting. In addition to that, we, we mentioned or alluded to the podcast. I do host a podcast called the Boca Podcast, bocapodcast.com. And I've recorded close to 500 episodes. And I interview mostly photographers from just around the industry talking about time management as business owners, how to have the most freedom, flexibility possible as a photography business owner. But of course, simultaneously, how to intelligently and intentionally approach building that business. And we'll mix a little bit of photography technique in there, here and there as well. But uh, that is the Boca podcast. And there's just tons and tons of content. My number one goal with that is to add value to the industry. And so, in fact, 
for those of you listening who don't know, I had the opportunity to have Victoria on the show too. Maybe Victoria, you can link to that in the show notes or something like that. I think we can do that. We got to talk about SEO, which you know is one of my favorite topics. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and you have added value to the community along with these other photographers and that, that really is the number one goal. So I'm, I'm excited to be a part of that project. And of course, I can't do it on my own. I, I have a team that helps me with that, but that's kind of the next big project. And then we're in the process of launching or relaunching three additional brands in the photo industry. Uh, Milu, Milu.com, it's spelled M-I-I-L-U, is a tool that enables both coordinators, planners, and photographers to create, manage timelines and shot lists for their clients' events. As a photographer, personally, I know that back when I was shooting weddings, the management of, of timelines and shot lists was like a, a Google Doc or a Word Doc or an email and kind of endless phone calls and this back and forth. It was a really convoluted mess. The weird thing about it is that just, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, most photographers are still doing a lot of the same thing now. Mm -hmm. And so we're aiming to simplify that process. And with the simple iOS app, they can create, manage timelines, shot lists and uh, share that with other vendors that are working at that event, whether it's something as simple as a birthday party or as big as a wedding. And they can also collaborate with their clients through that tool as well. So that's kind of the next big project. We've got some other things coming as well, but uh, I won't continue to be a commercial here. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I said, you have a lot to share. And we didn't actually talk about this ahead of time, but I do just want to throw out there for everybody listening. Like I'm really excited to have Nathan on the show because he has played such a huge role in my business, whether he realizes it or not. I have been a photographer's edit user for years. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you have heard a couple ads for them. And then also the Boca podcast, it just brings so much to the community. So I've had an appreciation for Nathan for years. However, Nathan, I don't know if you remember this, but I do have to share like how we met in person because you were kind of my hero that day. We were both at Show at United in 2019 yeah. and all the emails said that there would be a cash bar on opening night. And uh. so to me, that meant like, oh, you'll have a card. And then we got there and it was literally a cash bar. They don't take cards or anything like yeah. that. And then Nathan for Photographer's Edit was the sponsor for night one. So he's walking around with free drink tickets. And like, as the moment <laughs> I was like, oh, crap. Like I turned around, Nathan's like, would you like a drink ticket? Yes. Yes, I would. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. Oh my goodness. Well, first of all, show it's just an incredible conference mm -hmm. and, and the community associated with that brand is amazing. And CEO Todd Watson is a longtime friend. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that first night is so much fun. The opportunity for photographers to just mingle, have a bit of food, have some mm -hmm. drinks to your point yep. and just connect. Uh, that conference, there's something about being able to go to a conference mm -hmm. where people aren't just kind of surface level getting by with really basic conversation, mm -hmm. but actually willing to dive deep and want to connect in a deeper level, develop a relationship with you. It's so invigorating. I love that. And um, so the show mm -hmm. is great for that and also for the free drinks. <laughs> when Nathan has free drink cards, but Absolutely. no, it is a phenomenal conference and photographers. If you are thinking about you know, furthering your education for the next year, looking for a conference that's going to allow you to connect with other photographers, highly recommend show at United. We will also post that link in the show notes, but all right, Nathan, I'm going to try to hone us in a little bit so we can okay. get to today's topic. You're so much fun to talk to and I could just talk to you forever. But before we officially start talking about all things brand position, just to help people better understand you, learn a little bit more about you, if you wouldn't mind, one of the first questions I like to ask people is, what are your personal priorities and what kinds of boundaries do you set to protect them? Hmm. Really, if, if I were to narrow it down and it, just to kind of break mm -hmm. the fourth wall, I think in the notes that you sent to me, you said three, pick three, right? I actually have on my phone, and I know we're not doing video here. You and I are talking on video, but <laughs> on, on the lock screen of my phone, I've got this list of values. And there are actually nine values that I'm intentionally trying to and, and consistently trying to, to live out. And I feel like at the end of the day, if I do that consistently day in and day out, I'm going to be not only the individual, but the business owner that, that I need to be, <laughs> the dad that I need to be, the boyfriend that I need to be the friend that I need to be, the family member. And so that is my main focus when it comes to priorities. And mm -hmm. if I were to, to actually narrow those nine down to three, the first one would be kindness. And that may seem like a given or a cliche, but honestly, I've in, in years past, I've struggled mm -hmm. with um, a judgmental attitude at times, um, anger at times. And so just being super intentional and engaging, not just you know conveniently for a podcast, for example, or mm -hmm 
when I'm going to a conference for a few hours, but on a day-to-day basis, engaging with my kids and with friends and with family and somebody at the store with kindness, intentional kindness. Uh, that's something that I'm just, I, I want to keep front and center. Uh, the next thing is proactivity. Proactivity meaning rather than allowing myself to get stuck in something that might be disappointing <laughs> or frustrating or whatever it might be, that, that I continue to look for ways to move forward. Maybe I look at that situation as an opportunity to learn, but that I'm looking for ways to continue to move forward, to grow. And that's really important to me because I've suffered the consequences of allowing myself to get stuck in my head with my emotions way too many times. And I, I just don't want to live there anymore. So that's the second thing. And then the last would be, and certainly not least, but consistency. The consistency and certainly my habits, but consistency in my emotional state, my work ethic, uh, and again, the way that I interact and engage with those around me, uh, and, and even the way that I manage my health as well, that's really important to me to be consistent. Because again, in years past, I've suffered the consequences of being a bit of a roller coaster of an individual. I'm, I'm a very mm-hmm. emotional guy, a passionate <laughs> guy, I guess you could say. And, and yet, there are instances where as much as emotions can be valuable, they can also be detrimental if you allowed yourself to get mm-hmm. carried on that roller coaster, if you will. So, just being consistent is a really important priority of mine. And mm-hmm. again, if I live these these values, these priorities consistently, I feel like it naturally creates boundaries uh, to your question mm-hmm. and ultimately enables me just to be a better human being in general, but certainly a business owner as well. Yeah, I love that. And I mean, something that you definitely learn through the Boca podcast as we listen is you absolutely know who you are and what is most important to you. And you've got a lot of things figured out. <laughs> Well, you know, there's, I'm 41, but I've spent, I would say probably my thirties, my thirties kind of ended up being my twenties. I I grew up really fast. I got married young. I had two kids pretty young and I just kind of dove into life. And in my thirties, my personal life changed. My, my ex and I split and I was on my own and I was a single dad. And, and I also just lacked experience and worldview. So my thirties ended up kind of being what I hope my kids experience in their twenties, which is learning to understand the world a little bit better, making some decisions about who I want to be or who they want to be if, it, if it's for their sake, and then ultimately growing up a little bit, I guess, in the process, developing a little bit of emotional maturity. Mm-hmm. Perspective is, is such a big part, though, I think, of not only being a great human being, but certainly a great business owner as well. And when we lack that perspective and we're just kind of stuck in our head right here with blinders mm-hmm. on, not only does it hurt us, but it hurts other people. So I think my my 30s were that time where I was developing perspective, which led to the establishment of these values that I'm talking about. And it just enables me to be a a much better person. So to your point about thinking a lot, I I have spent a lot of time (laughs) thinking. I'm trying to live a lot more now uh, with Mm -hmm. what I've learned and make a difference that way. I love that. So then going the business direction, what are your top three business priorities? And kind of in other words, what practices or tactics move the needle in your business most? Hmm. I would actually narrow it down to even even less, just two. Mm -hmm. So for me, there are two big ideas that drive what I do as a business owner. One is time and the other Mm -hmm. is relationships. So my business is, if I were to sit down and have a conversation with you or anybody else, talk about my business, you'd know pretty quickly that my businesses, especially in the photography industry at the moment, are very strongly tied to saving photographers' time. Mm-hmm. And this is a personal mission of mine because I've been on the other side of uh, situations, not just situations, I, I guess really even personal experience as well as a business owner of seeing what it means to be kind of stuck in work and that keeping me from things that are more important, whether that's doing the things that actually build my business or mm-hmm. spending time with the important people in my life, especially my family. And so I get excited about the opportunity to create a business or businesses that help photographers save time, that gives them more freedom and flexibility as business owners so that they can focus on the things that will actually grow their business. Mm-hmm. And then they can also have that freedom, that flexibility to spend with the important people in their life. Because the last thing that we need to be doing is stuck doing busy work that is really busy work while we could be spending time with our kids or our partner or a family or friend. And for that matter, doing many other things in life beyond mm-hmm. just working. Uh, I think it's it's a, a life that is lacking if all we ever do is just this one thing. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people would much rather do a variety of things, but because they don't understand how to manage their time, because they don't understand principles behind great work or workflow, they're a bit limited and they waste a lot of time, unfortunately. And so I'm trying to help with that 
obviously my editing company saves a lot of photographers time and we're getting ready to launch a second editing company that does something similar. Milu, the, the brand that I mentioned mm -hmm. earlier, the app that enables timeline shot list management. I mean, that is largely about saving time because it mm -hmm. simplifies and streamlines this process of creating and managing timelines and shot lists. But the cool thing about that tool is it also has a collaboration feature in it. So now we're talking about relationships, right? Mm -hmm. On the other side of these editing companies, because I'm saving photographers time, it enables them to focus on relationships. And so right now at this stage of my life, that is, that's the focus. And I can see that continuing on in the future, maybe not even in the photography industry, but time mm -hmm. and relationships is what I'm focused on. Now, when you talk about what moves the needle in business, interestingly enough, time and relationships mm -hmm. do the same thing. Again, time management, we, we can move our business forward. We can grow our business. We can scale our business really, really effectively without burning ourselves out, without working 80 hours a week, 60 hours a week to do so. There are certainly instances where we're going to put extra time in, mm -hmm. but we don't have to do that all the time if we're working intelligently. And for that matter, if we put a good team of people around us, and I'm beyond thankful for, for my team that enables me that kind of flexibility and ultimately leverage to grow and scale my business without killing myself in the process, right? Um, so yeah. time is really important, time management specifically, but then also relationships, despite being in 2021, where we have all this incredible technology, relationships at the end of the day mm -hmm. are still probably the main player. And in fact, in many cases, when we look at collaboration, for example, technology actually enables even more collaboration in mm -hmm. some cases, I think, than it did, say, 20 years ago, which is really exciting. So time and relationship, that's where it's at. I love both of those answers. And I have to tell you, because I know that you bring Gary Vaynerchuk up quite a bit. And like when I used to work <laughs> in the marketing industry, you yep. know, he was just kind of like the god of the marketing industry. And I always thought like, he's so impressive and he's so intelligent and I love his strategies. And then when he's like, I only see my family, you know, like one day a week. And I'm like, yeah. in my head, I was always like, that's just not how I want to live. But nobody around me seemed to say that. And then I think like the second podcast I listened to of Boca, you were like, have you heard of Gary? Like, I don't want to live like that either. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, mm -hmm. to each his own, um, yep. I, I still have a hard time. I, I respect Gary's work ethic. I do bring him up a lot because there are elements of what he does that I have a lot of respect from. I've learned yep. a lot from him. In fact, the podcast wouldn't be at 500 episodes if I hadn't mm -hmm. finally taken a cue from his message and example of consistency and work ethic, certainly, yep. to say, you know what? All right, time to, to stop just kind of half-assing it, for lack of a better word, and, and let's go all in mm -hmm. and, and show up. And so we, we regularly put out two to three episodes a week now, and that's, that's largely how we've gotten to this place where we have so yeah. much content out there. So I've taken a lot from him. But at the end of the day, to your point, yes. The idea of, you know, whether it's family or friends or otherwise, mm -hmm. that we only see these important people in our lives these, and, and invest in the relationships in our lives a minimal amount because mm -hmm. we're so passionate about doing work for other people. It, it just seems to be an imbalance there. And, and I don't I don't quite understand that thought process. Nonetheless, mm -hmm. it's not for me. And yeah. I want to have a better balance there. So I think time management at the end of the day is mm -hmm. something that we can all learn to more effectively yeah. implement and ultimately leverage for the sake of flexibility in our own lives in general, but certainly mm -hmm. for the relationships in our lives. Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't agree with any of that more and to each his own. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about, defining yeah. what your priorities are and pursuing them accordingly. All right, Nathan. So we're going to go ahead and unless you have anything else you'd love to add, we're going to go ahead and dive into today's topic. So to get us started, what is a unique brand position and why is it important for creative entrepreneurs to determine what their unique brand position is? Mm. So a lot of people may have heard the, the phrase or, or the uh, the letters UVP before, right? Unique value proposition. I think mm -hmm. that may be the more commonly shared phrase in the creative industry when we're talking about marketing. Brand mm -hmm. position, I know at least in the photography industry, is not something that's talked about a whole lot. And so we spend a lot of time talking about it on the podcast because we live in a noisy marketplace, right? Because mm -hmm. of technology that we were just discussing, it's a lot easier to get in business for ourselves. In really any creative field, not just photography, graphic design, web design, maybe you're launching a boutique or whatever it might be, it's a lot easier these days to get into a profession. And mm -hmm. at least in some cases, we have a lot more competition than we did before. So it's a noisy marketplace. If we don't have ways to stand out in that noisy marketplace, then we're going to miss out on business. We may be able to start, launch, and, and run a business okay, mm -hmm. but if we are not doing a better job of capturing the attention of that potential client, then of course we're going to miss out. So a brand position statement 
enables us to more clearly establish why somebody should use us over someone else. And if we're implementing it correctly, it does so immediately. Anytime they come in contact mm-hmm. with our brand, especially our website, but social media as well, immediately they should know what makes us unique. What is our unique value proposition? What is the thing that I do for you as a potential client that adds value to your life in this particular scenario? And what about that service? What variation on that service makes my particular business or brand unique? And so that's what brand position is, but that's what it ultimately does. It enables it mm-hmm. to stand out amidst the noise to the potential client. And Nathan, I know is going to break down exactly how to use our brand positions and how to communicate them in a little bit. But I do think it's kind of helpful to start out with some examples. So what are examples of a like good brand positions and bad brand positions? <laughs> or maybe not bad, but not clearly communicated. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I, I'll start with, with the kind of so-called bad examples because I want to contrast mm-hmm. those effectively with what is good. So something that we see in the photography industry quite a bit is that there is a lot of cliche language used. Mm-hmm. So by the way, I'm of course not going to mention any photographers or businesses names, but these are actually pulled from a couple of photography websites. This first one is capturing memories to treasure. Now that sounds cute, but it's cliche, very simply mm-hmm. put, right? Those words in our industry. And of course you can look, if you're in a different industry, you can look at your own industry and if you spend any time in Facebook related Facebook groups or in social media or otherwise, you'll know what words are used most often in your industry to refer to the services that you are offering. In the photography industry, the word capturing is probably the most used word on photographers' mm-hmm. websites, number one. And then memories is probably second or third. And yeah. then to treasure, it's, it's a cute, feel good word, but again, it's a bit cliche in nature. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we want to avoid doing with a brand position statement is being cliche, number one. Number two, using words that maybe resonate a little bit more with us in our industry because we're so used to hearing them or using them. Avoid doing that and instead focus on words that are going to actually resonate with that potential client. Use the language that they speak. Instead of trying to be cute or trying to be fancy, just talk to them like you would have a conversation mm-hmm. with them. So that's important. Another example here that I pulled from a, another photographer's website, capturing dreams, not just pictures. In my mind, this is a, a representation of being vague, right? Mm-hmm. Again, as a photographer, I see that. And of course, I know what they're talking about. But a potential client is looking for a photographer, let's say for a, a family portrait. And they go to this photographer's website and this is what they see first. They're not going to know what that actually means. How does this person actually add value to their life as a family portrait photographer? Mm -hmm. Rather than speaking to that experience or the variation on that particular service that they're going to offer that's unique from any other photographers in the marketplace, they're just writing this cute phrase that Mm -hmm. doesn't really have a whole lot of value to this potential client. And really, it probably means very little to them. So we need to avoid being vague as well. And that's that's another example. Now, to go to the good examples, if you will, I'm going to actually be a little uh, self-promoting here and, and use one from our site currently at Photographer's mm-hmm. Edit. And that is custom image editing for professional photographers. Mm-hmm. So what do we have? One, two, three, four, five, six words there. So six words does a few things, actually. It states the service being offered, editing. It shares the variation on that service, custom image editing, which happens Mm -hmm. to be the position that we stand on and our service revolves around this notion of matching the photographer's editing Mm -hmm. style. So it's custom image editing. And then I call out the market that I'm serving, professional photographers. So that's one example. The second example, and this is actually from a a photographer that I recently interviewed on the Boca podcast, Whitney at Dandelion Photography. I did a brand position consultation for Mm -hmm. her. Occasionally we do these episodes on, on the podcast. And we ultimately kind of landed on a a position statement or she landed on a position statement from that conversation, which I think is incredible. It's the most fun you'll have in front of a camera. So slightly, you know, maybe two or three more words than than what we're using in our position statement, just a Mm -hmm. little bit longer, but not so long that you can't still use big, bold text and put it on the front of your website, the homepage of your Mm -hmm. website right there as soon as they land. What's cool about this is... A lot of people, in fact, most people probably, when they think about going to a photographer, there's a little bit of dread. You think about family photographs, right? And, and everybody mm-hmm. groans and they're like, oh, we have to get dressed up and go do this thing. Um, or think about senior photography, for example. And most teenagers, some teenagers, they may love the attention. Others are like they're shy or they're mm-hmm. uncomfortable, insecure. They don't want to take the time to, again, dress up and go get these pictures taken, whatever it might be. But 
this particular position statement kind of speaks to all of that. Mm -hmm. It breaks down the stereotype of going to a professional photographer. And so if this person's looking for a family photographer or a senior photographer, Whitney's actually a senior photographer, and they land on the site, and the first thing they see is the most fun you'll have in front of a camera, it changes the game. I immediately Mm -hmm. know the value, and by the way, the unique value that I get from going to this particular photographer. It's it's different than anybody else. And the interesting thing about this particular brand position statement is that it doesn't call out a particular genre of photography, Mm -hmm. which is neat because it gives her flexibility, right? She could go multiple directions with this. Even if she's in senior photography right now, if down the line she decides, you know what, I want to switch things up a little bit, she could go to family photography or even wedding mm-hmm. photography and still carry this brand position because it gives her a lot of flexibility, but it communicates a distinct value proposition. And I think it's a brilliant example. Can we take a quick pause so I can tell photographers about my favorite album company, Kiss Books? If you know me, you know I'm very passionate about shopping local, which is why I was so excited to discover Kiss Books, a company that makes Wallace heirloom albums and happens to be located in Indianapolis, which is just an hour south of where I live in Lafayette, Indiana. Using quality archival materials and gorgeous linens and leathers, Kiss Books makes handmade albums that will wow your clients and preserve their memories for years to come. Plus, all Kiss Books include a lifetime guarantee, and you can design albums in minutes with Kiss's easy-to-use online design software and templates. I love Kiss Book albums so much that all of my wedding photography packages include at least an 8x8 heirloom album, so my clients' favorite wedding photos will be safely preserved in print for generations to come. To save $50 on your first order from Kiss Books of $100 or more, visit victoriarayburnphotography.com slash kiss. Again, visit victoriarayburnphotography.com slash kiss to receive $50 off your first album order of $100 or more. So just kind of in summary, a good brand position is going to bring clarity. In some cases, it's going to let you know exactly who this is for, but ultimately it's going to let people know how your product or service is going to benefit them and solve their problem. Am I missing anything? That is, I mean, how we add value to their life or solve the problem, meet the needs Mm -hmm. or desires that they have, that is the the primary goal of Mm -hmm. a position statement, right? Now, the kind of caveat is, is that position statement unique? Because there are plenty of mm-hmm. wedding photographers, plenty of portrait photographers, yep. plenty of uh, graphic designers, web designers, and boutiques, and the list goes on. But how are you different than the other person? So the goal ultimately in an ideal world is to communicate not just the service that you offer, how you add value to their life, but how you do so in a way that's different than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I think that's super important in order to really stand out. Yeah. And I mean, we'll talk about this more in a little bit, but I think too, you know, you brought up that a lot of these creative industries are really full right now. And that can make it even more difficult to determine what your unique brand position is. I mean, and Nathan, we talked about this a little bit before we started, but when I worked in marketing, like this was literally my job to do for other people, to do for other businesses and to figure out like, this is what the top of their website needs to say. So I did this for years and then to do your own, it's just so much more difficult and we'll walk through exactly how to determine what your unique brand position is. Sure. But if anybody is listening to this, they're like, oh my gosh, like I still, I still don't know. Like, don't panic. It's, it's not as bad as you think. <laughs> no, it's, it's really <laughs> it not. And hard. we will. In fact, if you want, we can just kind of segue mm-hmm. into to how to go about establishing that, that brand position because it's yeah. not, a, it's not an overly complicated process, really. Mm-hmm. Probably the thing that, that takes the most time in this case, um, that I would suggest doing first is establishing what I call a big picture view. And we mm-hmm. do talk about this quite a bit on the, on the podcast as well, because I've realized the significance at this stage of my life of having that, that kind of 30,000 foot view, right? The big picture view. I got the phrase from a book called Time Management from the Inside Out by Julie Morgan Stern. And she talks about how the most successful people in life have a big picture view. That's where the phrase comes mm-hmm. from that enables them to rise above the chaos and maintain perspective. It's a really powerful phrase, but it's that idea of rather than just kind of reacting to any and everything that's in front of you and functioning Mm -hmm. haphazardly, which is easy to do as a sole proprietor, as a business owner, right? That you instead take a step back and establish clarity about what it is. I think, first of all, you should establish clarity about what it is that you're trying to establish as an Mm -hmm. individual, as a human being, what value you want to add to the world. My value set that I was referencing earlier, that's kind of what that is for me establishing that first. And I know this is much deeper than a lot of people would expect to go when we're talking about brand position statement for a business. But the reason this matters is because you're getting ready to establish a position statement 
that your business revolves around, literally everything that you do. If you're doing it right, I think mm-hmm. everything should revolve around that position statement. Your marketing efforts, the actual type of business, the experience that you're creating, and and I mean, even down to the time that you're spending on a day-to-day basis, you should be able to filter through that position statement. Is mm-hmm. the time that I'm spending right now supporting this position statement, what my brand represents? And you can easily filter out the stuff that doesn't matter and focus on the mm-hmm. stuff that does. So it's really important to, to go deep in this because you're getting ready to build your business around this, this big idea. You want to make sure it's something that's a reflection of your value set. That's what's important to you because that will enable you to, to have a much more sustainable business over the long run. You're going to throw yourself into this thing. You don't want to get burnt out right away because it doesn't really matter that much to you. So establishing a big picture view, that's number one. And a big picture view, just very briefly, it's made up of certainly your values or personal values. Mm-hmm. But then you also need to think about the financial piece, right? How much money do I need to make? How much money do I want to make? And there's that component. And of course, we can dig into that if you want, but there's the financial component. And then there's also the time component. And we've talked about time quite a bit here, but I think, uh, for example, if I was making whatever, $500,000 a year as a business owner, but I was working 80 hours a week to do that, mm-hmm. uh, it, it feels kind of pointless. It's exciting to see that number in the bank and then I'm burnt out and I don't have relationships and mm-hmm. my health is suffering. And of course, yep. the list goes on. So there's a balance to be had. So maybe the financial goal is adjusted a little bit for the sake of the time goal. I want to work X number of hours in a week in order to do that. Um, I need to then create a business model that will support that, but I have to make sure that the market that I'm serving is also mm-hmm. going to enable me in that number of hours a week to reach my financial goal. So you have to mm-hmm. figure out kind of a balance between the two, the financial piece and the time piece. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And those are, those are such good points. I think more often than not, people look at their business and they think, you know, how do I adjust it to meet like the current industry? And then I'll take a step back to think like, how can I make my business work for me? And regardless of what boundaries you need to set or how you need to set up your business, like there's going to be a target audience looking for that specifically. I mean, you just have to position yourself correctly and marketing all plays into that. And you can't forget about the financial piece, like you said. (laughs) You can't, you really can't, but that's actually kind of the next step. So once you've established that big picture view and you know personally mm-hmm. like you're grounded in this this overarching set of goals that you're trying to achieve once you've done that then it's time to look at the market because to mm-hmm. your point victoria by the way i was guilty of it too in fact when i started my photography business honestly a big part of why i even got into professional photography to begin with is because i thought the cameras were cool like this idea of having a thousand dollar camera there's a film <laughs> camera at the time the thousand dollar film camera that was really fast and and it felt good to hold and had these buttons and options like that was exciting. And mm-hmm. as a 21 year old, of course, naturally, that's what I was excited about. Right. But needless to say, that thought process lacked a lot of depth when it came to developing a, a scalable, healthy business. So it's good to go into it with a healthy mindset. But after that's been established, then instead of just simply going in with this little kind of surface level motivation or that little surface motivation, mm-hmm. what you want to do then is look at what's going on in the marketplace. Look where there's opportunity. Photographers have a tendency in many cases of kind of going where the space is already crowded, whether it's yep. the the genre or the price point that's being served or the, the segment of the market that's being served financially mm-hmm. uh, or otherwise. And what we actually need to try to do is see where a lot of people are and go to a different place or go the opposite mm-hmm. direction. Find opportunity in the market. When I say that, I mean, look for the hole or holes in the market mm-hmm. and look for opportunity there. So that's the next thing that you want to do. Once you've done that, you know your big picture view, you know where there's opportunity, pick the opportunity, one of those opportunities, mm-hmm. ultimately the genre, and develop a business model around that. Now, as you're working on that business model, of course, part of that is understanding the messaging that is already being promoted by other photographers in that particular genre. So you're going to take a little bit of time, literally just Google. You know, I, I live in the Chattanooga, mm-hmm. Tennessee area, so I would Google Chattanooga wedding photographer and see the first three, four pages that come up, what those photographers are doing, what their messaging is. You develop a certain amount of awareness, and then what that enables you to do is position yourself against that messaging. Mm-hmm. That messaging and service, for that matter. Make sure that what you're offering or getting ready to offer is unique. And of course, this is not just applicable. I know I'm saying photography because that's the industry I'm in, but this is applicable to any creative industry. And for that matter, pretty much any business that a sole proprietor or an entrepreneur is going to launch. So you're going to go ahead and, and look around, see what that competition is doing, position yourselves clearly against them. Go ahead and decide on a position mm-hmm. that positions yourself against the competition so that when you go to a networking meeting, you don't just sound like the five other robots to just you know mm-hmm. read off their their little resume or their business card. 
because that used to happen. I'd go to networking meetings for local wedding vendors as a wedding photographer, and you'd have four or five other photographers in the room. They get up and essentially say much the same thing. And you can just see the other vendors in the room here you're wanting to do business with, their eyes just mm-hmm. kind of glazing over, right? Because yep. they're like, oh, it's just another professional photographer. Nothing about what they said grasped their attention. So we have to think about it that way. What are we going to be able to do in a really short amount of time, especially in 2021, mm-hmm. you know, minimal attention spans. We have three or four or five, maybe six or eight words to communicate what it is that we do that, that is unique. And we need to come up with that brand position based on this process that I just shared. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Okay. So once you know your unique brand position, how can you practically communicate it? Well, I would first emphasize the importance of brevity, right? I mentioned Mm -hmm. attention spans. A lot of photographers, and again, I'll I'll use the photography industry here, but this is likely true in other industries as well. When you go to a a website of this particular business owner, Mm -hmm. and especially in the photography industry, you'll scroll through the site and many times you're faced with paragraphs of text. And if somebody lands on your website and they have to sort through paragraphs of text to find out what sets you apart, what makes you different mm-hmm. as a business owner, as a service that they want to purchase, then you've already created a problem mm-hmm. for yourself. They're likely going to get bored, distracted, and go somewhere else. Hopefully, they figure out what you're about, but you're making it hard for them to do so. So my suggestion is communicate that position statement in as few words as possible. I would limit it to mm-hmm. eight or 10 max. And if you can do it in half that, more power to you. Super important. Brevity is really, really important. Secondly, Mm -hmm. I would say put that position statement above the fold of your website, meaning whether you're on a phone or you're on your laptop or desktop, wherever it might be, without having to scroll, that statement should be sitting there visible. And Mm -hmm. it should be in relatively large, bold text so that the person who's just landed on your site literally can glance at that page, again, on the phone or the desktop or laptop. They glance at that page and they immediately know what it is that sets you apart as a service. That's the second thing. Go ahead and include that messaging then, of course, in your social media profiles. Really important to go ahead and do that. Pretty much anywhere that you're going to have any marketing material, written or otherwise, make sure Mm -hmm. that that message is consistent across the board. And by the way, the wording, don't don't communicate it one way here and then Mm -hmm. totally change it up here. Be super consistent across the board because what you're trying to do here And this is important. I think Gary, speaking of Gary Vaynerchuk, maybe Mm -hmm. even talked about this uh, in a recent video of his that I listened to. We can talk about brand position statements and we can talk about the significance of brand position. But at the end of the day, the customer decides what our position Mm -hmm. is in their mind. So, And we realistically can't control all of that process. But at the Mm -hmm. very least, what we should try to do is be consistent in our messaging and ultimately back up the messaging with the service. So the last thing we want to do is put a message up there just to have a message to sound mm-hmm. cute or you know to have a heading on our website and then not actually follow through on that. My suggestion, and I alluded to this earlier, is that once you decide on that brand position statement, go all in every yeah. element of your website, your social media, the experience you're creating for your clients should mm-hmm. be a reflection of or support that position statement. It's super, super important. All you have to do is swipe left or right. It's really easy and even kind of fun. You might think I'm talking about a dating app, but I'm actually talking about my bookkeeping app, QuickBooks Self-Employed. I love QuickBooks Self-Employed because it connects to my bank and PayPal accounts and keeps track of all of my business expenses and income. And it even automatically clocks my mileage, making it easy to write off my miles come tax season. Basically, QuickBooks Self-Employed keeps track of everything I need to file my business taxes, and all I have to do is swipe left or right to organize items into their correct categories. Then, when it's time to pay quarterly and annual taxes, my accountant simply opens my account and pulls everything she needs. I don't have to do a thing. If you handle your own taxes, QuickBooks Self-Employed also connects to TurboTax and other leading DIY tax programs, making it easy to file your business taxes on your own. I love QuickBooks Self-Employed because it allows me to feel confident going into tax season because I know nothing has been missed. If you'd like to make bookkeeping as easy as swiping left or right and save 30% off your first six months of QuickBooks Self-Employed, visit victoriarayburnphotography.com slash QuickBooks. Again, visit victoriarayburnphotography.com slash QuickBooks to receive 50% off your first six months of QuickBooks Self-Employed and to feel confident in your bookkeeping system. I feel like so many people in our industry are very visual people. So you have graciously agreed to review my brand position and 
backtracking a little bit, like, again, this is what I used to do for a living. Just feel like it's so hard to do for yourself. And I also think it's important for people to remember too, that as your business grows, your brand position can change. You may need to do an overhaul at some point. And that is kind of what I feel like I've done here pretty recently Mm. and will look through that. But just a little bit of a background, I kind of realized over the last year, kind of well, more so like talking to second shooters and talking to wedding planners and things like that, that, which I didn't know before, but I really enjoy working with type A brides. That is not everybody's cup of tea. Some people (laughs) want others to be really go with the flow. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say I'm not a go with the flow person. I am a go with the flow person when there's a plan in place okay. and we know what the backup plan is. So <laughs> yeah. I and, the, and the, the third plan is, yeah. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're just fine. But I've realized a lot of photographers, because they take that really creative approach to things, that's not necessarily how they like wedding days to operate. Mm. I would happily work with the bride who was like, oh my goodness, we're five minutes behind a schedule. We need to hurry up. Okay. Then the bride who's like, Hair and makeup went two and a half hours long. We need you to figure out where to make up this two and a half hours, which is just kind of my nightmare. So (laughs) I have arranged my brand position around that. And if you're cool with it, we can take a look at my website. Sure. Yeah. Well, I've actually got it pulled up here on my laptop in front of me. So first of all, I have to give you props because to the thing that we were just discussing, Mm -hmm. you've got that position statement above the fold. Uh, I see for everybody listening in, wedding photography for the detail-oriented bride. So I, I guess you're kind of speaking to the, the the type A tendency or type A personality that you're wanting to work with. Is that right? Yep. That's that's the goal anyway. Okay. That's why we have friends review it. Make sure it comes through. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this, though, just to play a little devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. I mean, having shot hundreds of weddings myself, I'm sure that there are exceptions, but would you say that, that most brides are interested in the details as a general rule? Honestly... At this point, not really. Okay. I think that, especially over the last year, I've had a couple brides who just kind of showed up to get married. And that's great. Like, you should definitely be more focused on your marriage than the wedding day itself. But when you waited to the last minute to do some things or you failed to delegate because you just thought you could figure out how to take care of it, I've just realized that not everybody is as type A as I am. And I mean that with all the love in the world. Yeah. Well, the reason I ask is because um, despite having also worked with quite a variety of brides, mm-hmm. when, when I saw that position statement, I thought, what what bride isn't detail oriented? Mm-hmm. You're talking specifically about type A personalities, right? Those that are like super high strong and are paying attention to the details. And I wonder if because so many brides, I mean, the day of they may be get a little bit lost and frazzled, right? Mm-hmm. And as a result, they're not necessarily paying attention to every little minute and things tend to run behind. Mm-hmm. But certainly leading up to the wedding day, many, if not most brides are excited about all the details. They're thinking about, mm-hmm. you know, what the flowers are going to look like in their dress and, and the shoes and the bridesmaids dresses. And, and of course, the list is miles long. Right. And so for the sake of not getting confused with those details as well, mm-hmm. and to your point that you just made, actually, I thought it was kind of neat that you said, I mean it in the most positive way possible. You're talking about the, mm-hmm. the type A personality because I know that in this conversation, a lot of people, they or at least some people anyway, if you're like, man, you're such a type A, like chill, <laughs> chill out a little bit. They, mm-hmm. they may get their feelings hurt a little bit, right? They yep. may take it a little bit personally. But I think you could actually play on that here. And you could you could literally come out and say wedding photography for the type A bride. And communicate directly to that personality that you're actually wanting to work with. The personality type that not only would not get offended by reading that, but they'd be like, yeah. oh my word, Victoria is exactly the person I would want to work with. <laughs> I'm totally a type A. Yes, help me out. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's been hard to find that balance because I want to make sure that I'm working with like nice type A people. <laughs> and so if you like read through the rest of the copy, it's yeah. like, I call myself type A, but I've okay. been like calling them detail oriented. So yeah, it's such a fine line. I don't want anybody to feel like I'm slapping them in the face, but we still want the message to come through well. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. It does. And, I, and this mm-hmm. is not just about you. I, I kind of tend to play devil's advocate, even no, I love my that. own company as well and my, with my own team and with my own writing. Sometimes I, I go back and I, and I look at some of the stuff that I've written, the copy that I've written for our site or the messaging, mm-hmm. maybe something I said in the podcast. I'm like, what in the world? Um, it's nice to be able to take a step back and look at it. And yeah. I guess the, the one thing that captures my attention about that is, does that word detailed get mm-hmm. confused with, like we were talking about the details prior to the wedding? 
when they read that, are they thinking about the type A personality and time management on the day of the wedding? Or are they thinking mm-hmm. about details like those really expensive shoes that they just went and yeah. bought at the store? Uh, so that's where, just to kind of sum it up, the last thing that we yeah. want to do for our potential client is confuse them in any way mm-hmm. or leave yep. them, at the very least, leave them wondering, like, does that mean this thing or does that mean that thing? And we talked mm-hmm. earlier about the importance of avoiding any kind of vague yeah. copy in that position statement. It's important to be super, super clear. And so I would just, I would think about that just a little bit. And, okay. and again, on a funny note, I think there's a really interesting opportunity to totally play on that personality type mm-hmm. that would actually resonate when they saw that direct a statement, mm-hmm. you know, the type A bride, they would just be like, oh my word, yeah. I love this girl already. She totally gets me and I am that person. And now I want to talk to her. It's something mm-hmm. to think about. It might be a little risky, but sometimes taking those risks and being that specific and that focused has mm-hmm. a really big payoff. The other thing yeah. I would just throw in there, um, and by the way, I'm talking about your photography set here, but then I want to jump over to your position statement for your podcast, mm-hmm. which uh, is is really lovely as well. For those <laughs> listening in, uh, we're going to give you a little insight to this, but you have some subtext, and this is actually not mm-hmm. a bad thing to do, to have subtext H2 tags for, for SEO that go along with that position statement. Mm-hmm. Relax and enjoy your big day while being confident that you're going to love your wedding photos. And so again, you speak to that person who pays attention to the details and kind of get the direction that you're going there. Again, if you decide to tweak the position statement a little bit and communicate directly to that type A personality bride, mm-hmm. that a little more uptight bride, then, <laughs> then again, that subtext should support that. You want to make sure that mm-hmm. the subtext, and for everybody listening in, you want to make sure the subtext doesn't veer away from that message. Again, everything yep. should revolve around that brand position statement. You want to make sure that you're backing it up um, really, really closely. Can I jump to your, your podcast really quick, though, the position statement on your oh, podcast? Oh, sure. I didn't know this was coming, but yeah, yeah. that would be great. <laughs> well, I want to highlight this, though, because the copy for this position statement. So for everybody listening in, of course, you're listening to the Priority Pursuit podcast. The cool thing about the title, first of all, is the title already communicates really what the mission mm-hmm. of the podcast is and kind of the, the position statement for the podcast. But the actual statement that I'm looking at here on your podcast page is a podcast dedicated to helping creative entrepreneurs define maintain and pursue both their personal and business priorities. Now, it's a little bit longer as far as a position statement goes, but here's the thing. It's not so long that it can't be put above the fold in big Mm -hmm. text and communicated clearly and concisely and easily. And I mean, you couldn't be any clearer. It just includes every little bit of what we're talking about. Certainly, it communicates what makes you distinct, right? Your your focus Mm -hmm. specifically. I mean, again, the name kind of already does this, but you're focused specifically on helping creative entrepreneurs define, maintain, and pursue both their personal and business priorities, focusing on developing their priorities. It, it communicates what makes you distinct, mm-hmm. and it talks to the the crowd that you want to reach, entrepreneurs, creative entrepreneurs. So I think it's brilliantly written, clear, concise. You're not confused. I, really, really well done. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to do that. What I think is just cool about, I mean, the marketing industry and messaging as a whole, it's like, you know, the further you get into business, just the more and more you can hone in on that. And I hope this is like a good example of people too, that, you know, like there's usually not like ever a finished product Mm. and kind of the cool thing too, about having a brand position, you know, a lot of times it is printed digitally for the most part and it's at the top of your website. So, you know, try something if it's not working adjust it, make changes. And again, like it's just going to take you what an hour to swap out your website content at the top and your social media stuff. And you can keep adjusting and keep honing in. And no, I'm so glad that you broke down mine, especially the wedding side. And to be honest, these are all the concerns that I had. So I'm really glad that somebody else was like, no, like you're right. This part is confusing. So we're going to go back and look at that. But even just like taking it to where it is now, because I know sometimes people listen to things about brain position and they're like, whatever, it's really not that important. I can honestly say that since making that switch probably six months ago, Mm. I have been so excited about every client that I've booked. Interesting. I mean, just compared to what it was before. So at this point, you know, like my ideal client like works with a wedding coordinator or at least, you know, at the minimum has a friend who's designated to fill that position for the day. So it's really excited to be like finishing up the 2021 wedding season and going into 2022 knowing that all of these brides have wedding planners and they care about the details. And when I send them my suggested photo timeline for the day, they genuinely care and they have questions and they're willing to take the education point of it. Yeah. So even if you, you know, your brand position is not perfect, it's not quite there yet. Just making those changes can just 
honestly, be such a stress relief. And it's kind of nice to be able to be genuinely excited about the weddings that are coming. Well, and I have to say, Victoria, I think, I mean, first of all, hopefully the messaging draws in the clients that we want to work with because it's clear and it calls out those clients, right? In the Mm -hmm. best way possible. But I think projecting, I'm assuming here a little bit, but Mm -hmm. I I think I can relate to what you're saying about the excitement that that is tied to a clear brand position statement. It gives you clarity. Mm -hmm. It gives me clarity. It gives other business owners clarity to have that clear brand position because now you know what you're actually working for. When Mm -hmm. we don't have that clarity, again, it's easy to just kind of react and everything just kind of feel busy and, and you're basically running your business haphazardly, which limits me, you, anybody else from being mm-hmm. able to build that business that we could if we had clarity and direction. So this this exercise that I explained earlier, where we take a step mm-hmm. back first and establish a little bit of clarity for ourselves personally, and then translate that to our business, mm-hmm. definitely can mean excitement because now we have direction. We know what it is that we're actually trying to yep. work for. And that carries so, so far. That will mm-hmm. give us sustainability that that will help us or enable us to build our business. Yeah, absolutely. And going back to a point you made earlier too, once you know what your brand position is, mm-hmm. that is really going to help you figure out what your priorities in your business need 100%. to be. So I know for me, like wanting to work with detail-oriented or type A brides, a lot of that is like very fast communication that has to be at the top of my list because I know that my ideal client like has questions, maybe a little anxiety driven. Yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> but yeah, when you know what your brand position is, you're able to arrange your businesses and services accordingly. Mm. And you know, I had a good conversation with a photographer friend a couple of weeks ago who she actually, and we talked about like what we mail out to clients when they book. Okay. So we both send a bridal guide. Yep. But at one point we both had these giant bridal guides and she is more so of an elopement photographer. And she quickly realized that for her ideal client, like all of that information was overwhelming. Her sure. clients just want to know when to show up. Yep. And I mean, it's just, it's entirely different. But again, yeah. if you go back to people's brand positions, you can just better figure out how you need to serve your clients. Well, and it's important. And I've learned this kind of late in mm-hmm. my career, honestly, as an entrepreneur, the, have to have the conversations with those clients that you've served mm-hmm. and maybe potential clients that you'd like to work with to truly understand mm-hmm. what it is that they need and what they want. It's yep. really important. You know, I, I could very quickly say, oh, that makes sense. As an elopement mm-hmm. couple, these are people that don't care about all the details and the big, like big production of, of a, of a grand wedding mm-hmm. with 400 guests at a fancy church or venue. They just want to get out and get away and, and get married and, and appreciate mm-hmm. that. So it makes sense to me that they don't care to have all the stuff. They just want, yeah. they'd want to just show up and know that the photographer is going to take care of them. But it's also easy to assume what we really need to do at the end of the day is have conversations with our clients on a regular basis to get their feedback, to get their thoughts and their perspective and truly understand what it is that they want and need so that we can, again, ultimately build this business model that truly serves that segment of the market effectively. Mm-hmm. And by the way, it enables us to speak their language. So putting together a position statement that actually resonates with them rather mm-hmm. than just a, a cute collection of words, uh, that becomes much easier if we understand what it is that they need. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break because I can't help telling our photographer friends about something that saved me hours upon hours of work and given me freedom. Photographers, have you considered outsourcing your editing? Now, I know what you're going to say. I can't outsource my editing. An editor won't be able to match my style. But friend, I'm here to tell you that you're wrong. I've been working with Photographers Edit for years and their team of experienced editors match my editing style perfectly because one, they took the time to get familiar with my preferences and brand. Two, they look at the sample edits I include in each Lightroom catalog. And three, they allow me to submit feedback after every project so that next time things are even better. Outsourcing my editing to Photographers Edit has drastically streamlined my workflow. I mean, after I shoot a wedding or session, I simply call the images and mark the photos I want to blog using Photo Mechanic. Then I create a Lightroom catalog and only edit the photos I plan to blog and share on social media. I add a green label to the photos I edit, share the catalog with Photographers Edit, and they use the photos I mark in green as samples to finish editing the remaining images. From there, Photographers Edit sends the catalog back to me within a few days. I review the images, export them, and share my clients' galleries with them. Outsourcing my editing has given me the freedom to spend more time with Zach, go to bed at a reasonable time, better serve my clients, and work on projects I'm actually excited about, like this podcast. 
right now. Editing is likely taking up most of your time, but I can tell you from experience that it doesn't have to. To receive 50% off your first order from Photographer's Edit, go to victoriarayburnphotography.com PE or simply use code VRayburn at checkout. Again, that's victoriarayburnphotography.com PE or use code VRayburn at checkout. And guys, as you're listening to this too, as you're crafting your brand position, one thing I would say is don't be afraid to send your new brand position to you know your favorite clients, the past clients that you would just love to work with again and again, or people similar to them. And having them review it is, I mean, a great way to figure out whether it's clear or not and would attract them. Or I mean, even if you haven't served them, chances are there's somebody in your circle that you're like, I would love to be their wedding photographer, or I would love to sell them something. If you're a boutique owner, like yeah. you would love to sell them something to go in their closets. Mm-hmm. Just ask them. Chances are they will be so flattered that you thought of them. Make the time for that communication. It's super important for sure. And and like mm-hmm. I said, it's taken me longer to learn that than it should have. But at the end of the day, it's, it's easy as business owners and certainly creatives to kind of get stuck in our head and maybe a little bit with our ego. We're like, oh, we've got this thing and it's so awesome and we're going to sell so much of it. And the reality is we need to be in tune with the marketplace, mm-hmm. understanding what it is that they want. It's not that we can't be creative, but if we actually want to build a business that makes some money, mm-hmm. it's going to be much more effective if we're actually providing something that is meaningful to this potential mm-hmm. client. And so, yeah, just a little bit of communication for the sake of awareness is huge. Absolutely. And I mean, we're not going on an SEO tangent, but I'm just going to plug this in there too. Another reason to avoid the cutesy words is that nobody is Googling that. It's Mm. not helping your SEO. Like nobody is Googling moments you're going to treasure forever. Like they're looking for family photos. They're looking for wedding photos. That's a great point, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. We just want simple and practical. That, That really can make a big, big difference. Absolutely. Well, Nathan, thank you so much for all of this amazing information. I know so many people are going to just have so many takeaways from this episode. If there's anybody listening who wants to learn more about defining their brand position, I know you have tons of resources. So where can they go to learn more? The best thing to do is is just go to our podcast website. It's Boca, B-O-K-E-H, podcast.com. It's just a wealth of information in general, but certainly there is <laughs> even a category there specifically dedicated to this topic. And you'll be able to click on that and go to related episodes. So make sure to take advantage of that. We even have a free downloadable there that you can download and follow along with these brand position consultations that we do on the podcast. Fill out the information, answer the questions as you follow Mm -hmm. the episode. And it might be really helpful in helping more clearly establish a, a great brand position statement for your business. Absolutely. We will definitely include that link in the show notes. And guys, seriously, like take some time to listen to these episodes. I think as creative people, a lot of us need examples before we can really dive in. So he will give you all the examples and then you can plan accordingly. Perfect. (laughs) Awesome, Nathan. Well, before we sign off, I do want to ask, is there a book or resource that's helped your business that you just cannot recommend enough? Absolutely. We mentioned building a story brand already, Mm -hmm. and that would be probably the first that I would recommend. Donald's writing style is so easy to read. Mm -hmm. And not only that, for anybody that's listening in who has tried to read a business book or has read a number of business books, you'll find a lot of times that it's like 80% fluff and then 20% the really good stuff, actionable, practical stuff that you can go and do Mm -hmm. something with. Donald's writing style is kind of the opposite. He's a bit of a storyteller, so it's easy to read in that sense. But then there's so much practical, actionable Mm -hmm. content in that book, Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. Really, really great. I have not completely finished it yet, but I might even more highly recommend his Mm -hmm. subsequent book, which is called Marketing Made Simple. And he takes the principles from Building a Story Brand and weaves that into Marketing Made Simple but I think maybe even makes it more practical, more tangible. Mm-hmm. For example, how to actually design a website so that you're converting your clients or potential clients more effectively. Mm-hmm. But utilizing, again, principles or strategies from building a story brand. So both of those books I, I would have to throw out there is probably the two most powerful business-related books that I can think of. I could not agree more. And honestly, when Marketing Made Simple came out, I was like, how is he possibly going to beat building a story brand ever? And I was just mind blown. It's so simple. It's so well done. So yes, add those to your reading list, guys. All right, Nathan, where can people find you, connect with you, and just learn more about all the incredible things you're doing and resources you have to offer? You're very generous. But my personal page, which is kind of an easy link to everything else, if you go to Nathan Holritz, H-O-L 
R-I-T-Z.com. That's my personal page. But I would say for most people here, and, and I can't stress this enough, actually, whether you're a photographer or not, I would say 90% of the content that we produce on the Boca podcast is relevant to pretty much any sole proprietor, entrepreneur who's starting mm-hmm. their own business. We focus on principles there and not as much on photography. And there's a reason for that. I won't bore everybody with that right now. But at the end of the day, it's content that is highly relevant to pretty much any entrepreneur mm-hmm. starting a business. So whether you're a photographer or not, the resource that I would recommend more than anything is the Boca Podcast. So Boca Podcast, B-O-K-E-H podcast.com. We put out an average of about two episodes a week. Uh, we live stream video. And then, of course, we also push out audio. And uh, I cannot recommend enough. Go take advantage of that. And join us for one of the live streams. Chime in, ask questions, and and send us funny emojis. We'll have some fun with it. <laughs> yes. The podcast is amazing. I can't recommend it enough. I listen regularly. Well, Nathan, thank you so much for being here. I'm just so excited to share this content with our listeners. Oh, it, it really was my privilege, Victoria. Thank you. And you did a great job, too. So oh. I'm, ex- I'm, excited. <laughs> I'm excited for you. As much as you downplay being a, a new podcast host, um, you did a wonderful job. And, and frankly, I'm really happy for you and for kind of the community at large to have a resource like this that helps them dial in to focus in on the things that they need to be focused on that they need to be spending their time on. I think it's really important for all of us as business owners to be thinking about that. Thank you so much. You're the best. Thanks for tuning in to the priority pursuit podcast for access to all the links and resources mentioned in this episode, check out the show notes or go to priorityPursuit.com. To ask questions, share your wins, and connect with other priority-focused creative entrepreneurs, join the Priority Pursuit podcast community on Facebook. Or don't hesitate to shoot me a DM on Instagram. You can find me at Victoria L. Rayburn. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a review. This will help get Priority Pursuit in front of other creative entrepreneurs wanting to lead priority-focused lives. Thanks for hanging out with me. I'm already looking forward to chatting with you again next week.